Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Kevin Adams talking about Ryan Johnson, whose status is uncertain. One of the few for the Sabres. However, one thing that we do know about this team is the vibes are high. This team is feeling good and the fans are feeling good about them. Probably for the first time recently in a while. So why not get one of the best? to help us talk about the Sabres' end of season, what they do from here, and some of the peak highlights. Brian Duff, joining us now on the West Her Hotline. From the instigators, you hear him every day on this station. You hear him every time the Sabres are about to take the ice. Brian, it's been a while since I've been able to talk to you. It's great to hear from you again. How you doing? I'm good. Why do you think that is? That's a, it's, a, it's now really interesting to me. Like, What has caused this gap in conversation time between you and I um the fact that I wasn't on the station for about a solid year (laughs) (laughs) well you used to track me down for podcasts too yeah see like I kind of had to just like take a break entirely from everything and now these people are tormented with my voice when Nate's not here so (laughs) yeah well you know I'm about to say it might be an upgrade you know just to get Nate riled up a little bit Hey, anytime we can rag on Nate, that's a, that's a plus for me. Brian, thank well, don't you. Don't turn him into CN today. Uh, who knows? Probably one where he can trip over and sprain his other ankle on a golf cart. Oh, my gosh. Zach is losing it in the control room right now. Oh, boy. So, Brian, and uh, as much as I want to, enough ragging on Nate for now. Uh, but the Sabres last week, locker room clean out, they end up. RJ, RJ's career with a final overtime game-winning goal. And it has, to, it has to be one of the biggest things that the Sabres did this year was every big event game, the team crushed it. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons that there's a lot of more optimism heading into this offseason than in the past. I think it definitely has to be one of the reasons. I think I'm still curiously, you know, if not directly kind of, you know, indirectly canvassing people as to try to understand what the other reasons may be. And the, and the only reason I say it that way is because obviously it has been so long between playoff appearances that I'm actually obviously pleasantly surprised that, you know, people are finding as much optimism as they are in, in the current group and moving forward. And, you know, obviously next steps is the draft with, potentially three first-rounders and all the rest of it, not to mention uh, an AHL affiliate that has finally put together a little string of its own and uh, and shaked off almost a couple of decades of not winning. So 
there are many big reasons, like you said, on, on bigger stages. But I have to assume that there's a you know, pretty significant accumulation of little moments along the way that are winning people over, too. So, Brian, one of the other big things that, uh, that I looked at with this season was, um, more importantly, how cursed this team was in March in recent years. And this year, oh, yeah. they go on probably their best stretch of any of the recent teams in the past five, six years when it comes to just best stretches overall. Uh, of consistency, of beating quality opponents, and really being able to get into a groove that fan, the fans haven't been used to in a while. And part of that obviously being spearheaded by a pair of 30-goal scorers with Tage and uh, and with Skinner. Uh, it's pretty much the biggest reason why they hadn't succeeded in the past is that lack of consistency offensively. So um, aside from the... You know, the 10-game winning streak a couple of years ago and even in Ralph's last, uh, not the shortened season, but um, his full season, they had a, I want to say, 9-1 and one start um, or just one regulation loss in the first 10. But you're right. Um, those were significantly different based on the fact that this March was, you know, your, your post-deadline, you're up against a varying field of uh, quality competition meaning east and west and um you know they 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 found different ways to do it special teams finally kicked in uh especially the power play which was which was really good uh, as the month you know of march was ending and into april um so those were things that had been missing they i guess the hardest part of it was they were for me was was looking at a stretch where I think we all were of the belief that wow this has been going extremely well, but then, I mean they were roughly let's say eight four and three at one point over a fifteen game stretch and I'm going okay well at the end of the day it's eight wins and seven losses, and and then you just have to acknowledge what the other teams in the East were at at that time and the pace that they're keeping, and it's great. But it's just this stretch has to be pretty much every stretch now moving forward. You basically have to deliver that kind of month for six straight months in the regular season to make sure that you are going to be one of the top eight teams. So that in itself can sound really daunting, but the way they played is a little or a lot uh, in, at times different than, you know, just the incredible, um, quite frankly, awful finishes to seasons we've seen in the last half dozen years. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it absolutely feels different now that now the key, and I think it's it's fair to assume that they can at least get close to that um, because there's a massive buy-in in, in seemingly every area. So that's that's a full credit to Don and the coaching staff. And that's the man I wanted to talk to next, and in Don Granado, who goes through his first full season as an NHL head coach, uh, a man with an incredible story to him as well, but now looking at this team and turning the Sabres into a different kind of story of their own. Granado being able to take almost every sort of troubling piece or like area of concern from the young players to a guy with $9 million cap hit being in the press box some we- some days, uh, yeah, thanks, Ralph. Uh, but you look at what Granado's been able to do on almost every facet of this roster and showing market improvement and giving the glimmers of hope just shows how strong of a hire it is for a developmental coach to be able to bring it to the NHL. 
I agree. And I'll tell you, like, it's, I don't know how either at first meeting or, you know, continuous viewings of how he's handling a team. I don't know how you, you could ever come away unimpressed with the authenticity, the hockey knowledge um, that, that is the makeup of Don Granato. And I, I, I guess the most exciting part is that there are undoubtedly people like him in the game and, and, and some find success and some don't. But it's pretty clear that every – and there's not a lot of different age spectrums on the team anymore. I get that. Craig Anderson kind of skewed the overall average you know, uh, with his presence on the 23-man roster this year. But it doesn't seem to matter what experience level – uh, you look at through the roster, they've all been able to benefit from Don's presence. Look, the fact that we could be sitting here, and this is no, this, this is part and parcel with the players' uh, ability to bounce back too, but to think that after the first few years of the lack of team success and the health struggles for Kyle Opozo, that we could be sitting here looking at him going into his final year thinking, geez, you might want to, you know, add another year to the end of Kyle's deal just because of his presence for the you know for this group and i don't think that's out of the question now i don't want to get too far ahead of the game but that just shows because clearly don had identified kyle as the one that he wanted to be really utilizing his you know his knowledge of the game his experience in the game and that was i think it's I think it was passed along by Kyle to others this year, unlike we've seen from a leadership role on this team in a long time. So that's just one example. We've all, you know, talked a million times about the Thompson move to center and the Skinner production, but it's not just the Skinner production. I mean, I know you took a little shot at, at Ralph there for his usage of Skinner. Um, I'll be honest. I, I, I never really blamed Ralph too much. I, I didn't like the way Jeff was playing most of the time. Uh, he had a way of having decent analytics, but, to me, not realistic scoring chances. So the fact that, you know, he's playing with the desire to make an impact the way he is, and I, I, he was really, really, really good um, as the season wound to a close. And, you know, so again, give credit where it's due, and that's to the player and the coach in that situation. Brian Duff from the Instigators, who, you be, who you're able to hear all week, every day here on WGR. He's joining us on the Western Hotline. Brian, Obviously, we can't talk about this team without the evolution of Rasmus Dahlin taking that next step. I I was, you know, it was disappointing only because I'm such a, you know, I love statistical success stories, and I just felt like Dahlin was, for the longest time, so far away from, A, where I thought he would have been, but B, more just like where I think he thought he could have and should have been. And he, from the outset of joining this organization, he is really, really self-critical. And that's okay when, you know, the team's going at a decent clip. But when you take it all on yourself, which I think Darlene seemingly did, it was really starting to show I thought uh, in his overall play, even with the the new fresh voice of, of Don Granado. Um, and, and quite frankly, I don't know if Don, you know, does it purposely. I would assume he does. He, he very much, you know, kept propping Rasmus up publicly 
during his difficult times when the points weren't coming or the glaring mistakes were happening. And you only need one or two of those in a game, and then it becomes the only thing that people fixate on, and which is really unfair to a defenseman because they are typically in possession of the puck so much and they make so many other plays that can impact the game. But I'm just really thrilled that we're now kind of right on the cusp of where Darlene should be making that massive next step. He made a huge one this year to find himself in the top 15 in the league in scoring, which I, I, I feel like he probably could have been with a little more luck and overall team success the last couple of years. But now, now I just get excited thinking, wow, like this guy's constantly going to be in the conversation with all the young defensemen that we focus on. Different style, obviously, than Kale McCarr, who's almost one of a kind. But there's no reason on a nightly basis that you can't go from talking McCarr one night to Fox the next, to Hughes the next, to Darlene the next, and so on. So I think that's pretty exciting because while sometimes the draft can lead you to feel like every top pick is going to be a generational talent, which then somehow means they have to be so much ahead of their peers in that draft class, what you really want is to make sure that you have Look, every team is ultimately going to have a guy like him, but it seemed like for a while we didn't, we weren't even getting the most out of Darlene. Now we're very close to getting the most out of Darlene, which makes the pick all the more enjoyable. Duffer, I'm going to give you a, a fun little. It's almost like you're at work again here today. Uh, I'm going to give you a this or that for uh, oh. for for this last question here. <laughs> so um, this or that for you, the favorite coming out of the Eastern Conference in the playoffs right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Florida Panthers? Oh, what did I do to deserve this one? <laughs> uh, okay, well, at least you, you you know that I did pick Toronto to beat Tampa, so this is not. I'm not going to have to stray too far down this path. And obviously I picked Florida to beat Washington, um, in true Marty fashion, it would be this, that, or the other, and I, I would still, I would still keep Carolina in that equation. Mm. But uh, maybe because I live in fear of the, you know, of the success story that could be Toronto, you know, because I've enjoyed not having to deal with it the entirety of my 51 years. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so. Part of me is inclined to say that this is finally Toronto's time, but um, the better story would be Florida because I think the fact that, you know, when they were an expansion team and made it to the Stanley Cup final three years in, which was 1996, and they still have not won a round since 1996. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's crazy to me, but boy, oh boy, that's a tough one. Let's say, I'll go with Florida just to you know make me feel better for the rest of the day because that <laughs> that, that that would be really good to be talking about at the end of June. But um, it, it's 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 phenomenal to watch right now, and the, the reason I like both of them, quite frankly, guys. I mean, and Marty hates it when I say this, but I I love perceiving teams as ones that can simply outscore their problems, and we all know the problems Toronto has had defensively in past playoff situations, but I think they're just better situated now. They've got better defense and Campbell's been fine in, in the series so far and and I just think that they're they're so deep. But I don't think they're as deep as Florida. So, you know, if they do meet, 
maybe we'll see more of those games like we saw late in the regular season when the Leafs had it well in hand and the Panthers came back and won 7-6 in overtime. So it, it, it would be an unbelievable series to see. Not to mention very fun. Like, who wants more goals? Oh, I want more goals. I agree. I agree. I mean, and I think I think that, you know, when you went go back to your original questions about you know, the month of March and where Buffalo got to, I mean, it was – you know, it was a shorter streak by nature than some of the ones that we, we've seen sporadically over the last couple of years. But it was the consistency of the offense that probably gave you the most hope. And, and, and not because you were married to this entire group moving forward, but they're being, they're, they're being more creative and they're capable of scoring, knowing full well that you have a next wave coming, presumably in Quinn and Paterka as early as next year. So that, to me, just makes you, uh, you know, almost, you know, from a fantasy hockey standpoint, you could be looking at three legitimate scoring lines for this team next year. That would be the hope for me. That would be awesome. Brian, thank you for taking the time. It was great to be able to talk with you again. And, uh, I mean, if we have any more barbs for Nate, we'll just tweet at him. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.